0: Hey, church, we are continuing our one another series with one another model. And our whole goal is to revive one another. The one another lifestyle is so key to living out in community and and what the church is really supposed to look like. And so many of these one another's we talk about, they're there, but we don't actually live them out like Mm -hmm. serve one another, forgive one another. Uh, wash one another's feet yep. <laughs> well Adam has done that before we have seen that happen before so if you're in that awkward room when that went down like um, you know what we're talking about uh, so uh, there's there's so many one another's and the one another's we're going through aren't aren't one another imperatives or commands in the new testament but they're themes that we're taking out of this book of first John. So today is one another model. And we're going to talk about what that means and and what that looks like. I have Emily with us this morning or today (laughs) or this afternoon, whatever (laughs) you're watching. Time is irrelevant here. Yeah, time is irrelevant (laughs) in cyberspace. So, um, Emily is an R3 leader she's a leader in our church. And all we've done is we've taken these six verses and we've meditated on them by reading them over and over again, and just Mm. asking the Lord, What do you want to speak to us? How do you want to shape us through this? And what does that mean for our church? What does that mean for our community of faith? What does that mean for the one another lifestyle? So, uh, and that's it. And that is so you can know that you can read the scriptures in the same way and that God speaks through this and that you can hear God through this. And there's nothing special about what we did. It's just the Holy Spirit and the Mm -hmm. word of God no commentaries no none of that other stuff just doing this together and we're gonna see what the lord gave us and you said something this week that i thought would be great to talk about um you talked about like it's great to see other people's personalities as well mm-hmm. and and having different people on the screen can you just yep. elaborate on that
1: yeah um i think it's such a gift to be able to see different perspectives on how we all discuss scripture um how we approach it and we all bring our own like for better or worse, our own baggage or our own thoughts mm-hmm. or our own lived experiences and our own relationship with God. And we kind of get to come to the scriptures and it's so cool to be able to learn from someone else, even if they don't feel like you know it all or everybody has it all together, or has like a theological background, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that we actually get to approach scripture and like God promises to speak and, yeah. and he has spoken. And so we get to just talk about that. And learn yeah. from one another, and even correct one another sometimes. So
0: right, yeah, that will happen. I will be correcting you yeah, sometimes, most likely. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> but um, and and different, and we'll, you'll see throughout this series. We even have people who are quieter, people who are loud, like, yeah. And we're all just sharing whatever the Lord has given to us. So yeah. this is me really good. Um, if you haven't seen the other ones, go back and check the other ones out. And thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're going to start by, or with, the first three words in this passage. It says, my little children, and you read this earlier, and I don't know what your reaction was to that. Like, when, when he says, my little children, how, like just think about that for a second. How did you react? Well, mm-hmm. what did those words do to you? Um, and so let's talk about that for a bit. Mm. Like, when you when you see this, my little children, what... What emotions does that mm-hmm. conjure in you? What, what does that bring to your mind? How does that make you feel?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really awesome question, actually. Um, it was definitely one of the things that stood out the most in this passage, and it just helped me personally. Immediately, I think my guard went down for whatever the rest of the passage hmm. was going to be, because um, it's just such a tender-hearted and intimate approach um, for what the author's writing, right? Like, m- yeah, my little children, like you don't even refer to friends or like, you don't refer to people that you disciple that way very often. Like, I can't imagine ever saying that to any of the ladies, um, that I lead, but it's such Um, this like kind, tenderhearted thing. And it kind of puts all those boundaries and those expectations down, which mm -hmm. I think was like super key for what he was going to say next. So,
0: yeah. yeah. So I love that. If I, if I started this out and I said to you, my little children please listen to me and, and let's, let's look at how Jesus lives his life in this way. I feel like many people would have the opposite reaction mm. from what you did.
1: Maybe some pride there or yeah, something. So instead yeah. of walls coming yeah. down and opening up,
0: that. it'd be like, what did you call me? <laughs> like, like,
1: I ain't sure. What do you think, you, think
0: you are? are? Yeah. Like, you think you're better than me? Like, and then a wall mm. comes up and there's the pride and the humility mm. or sorry, the pride instead yeah. of the humility. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you have this wall of hubris that comes up, and then automatically, instead of opening up, mm-hmm. you're shut up to what someone is going to say. Um, and this strikes us because, like you said, it's it's pretty unusual, mm-hmm. like for anyone to address. I don't even address my kids that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Like,
0: Come to me, little <laughs> my children. My little
1: children. Yeah, no. Um,
0: this this word is also um, in the Greek connotation, so little we kind of think diminutive you know mm-hmm. a smaller stature or a, a lesser in yeah. a in a way but it's a, it can also be translated my dear children mm-hmm. so there's like um a, there's affection there like Absolutely. like what you talked about yeah. uh and and so that's that's really what it should convey is an affection mm-hmm. i mean even if you call someone child in the mm-hmm. well when you say ah, you're just a little child that's different <laughs> but but i think of um Ah, what's the phrase? Anyways, there's a phrase where where someone says, like, God bless you, my child. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's it's endearing. Yeah. So that's what he's going for here. He's not trying to uh call us stupid or mm-hmm. anything like that. What's really cool about this is uh Jesus uses the same the same address to his mm-hmm. disciples. Mm-hmm. So in John chapter 13, when he's telling, and this is right actually, this is Right after the, f- the feet washing <laughs> or close close to it after that. And so it's, it's close to the end of his ministry. This is the last yeah. week of Jesus, of Jesus' life, the Passion Week. And he calls them his little children. And so John here mm-hmm. is, was in that room and yeah. he's modeling Jesus as he's saying this. Absolutely. So he's saying it because he's been called that as well. Yep. Paul in Galatians 4 also uses it to address mm-hmm. the Galatians. Mm-hmm. Now, he also, around that, he uses brothers a few times. Mm-hmm. But then he also calls them his little children. Mm-hmm. And, and so I love that. Like, this isn't... This is all through the New Testament. And, and John, he's going to probably use it seven or eight times throughout the entire book. Yeah. So get used to it, guys. Because yep. it's going to come up over and over again. And that's not even counting the ones where he just says children.
1: Mm. So
0: he's going to say children over and over again, too. But anyways, it should do what you said to us yeah, like
1: hopefully it does oh yeah. great
0: okay and like we're here like we're we're sitting here at your feet like he's gonna read us a book right mm-hmm. and, and he's gonna tell us a story and, yeah. and he's gonna tell us something we want to hear yeah so um before we jump into that we're talking about one another model
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do you think of with that word model like what what pops in your mind
1: Oh, probably a few things. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are those things? I mean, I mean, we picture a model like on a runway. Okay. Um, picture yeah. like a model of good behavior, maybe in a classroom yeah. or like something like that. Um, a model, I mean, in this context, I uh, when he says my little children, I actually pictured like a grandfather, which is like a, a model of, you know, yeah. our, our family and what we look up to and things like that. Um, yeah. Because I think he said it with that kind of a heart maybe, but um, Yeah.
0: I also think of a smaller like construction of mm-hmm. something like a little model, airplane like model. model. Yeah. Model car model of a building or something. Yeah. So all those things um, and they're all like, even a model on a runway is taking somebody's design and showcasing it. Absolutely. Right. Yep. And so all those things that Emily said are what, we're going to be talking about through this passage, and what I want you to see through through this, and and so it's really cool they start us off with my little children because mm-hmm. what do kids do mm-hmm. to learn? Well, they they model those who are ahead of them, mm-hmm. who are their parents or their grandparents, or yep. um, or even other kids who are a step ahead of them, mm-hmm. right? And and so my little children, we should put ourselves in a posture of wanting to model Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so. What is, like, what has the Lord spoken to you yeah. through this passage? Where do you want to yeah. start?
1: Yeah. You, um, a,
0: you probably have a whole. Maybe I'll bunch start of with, things. like,
1: yeah, there was. It was actually really hard to, like, narrow down the best thing, maybe, to share in a small amount of time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> I'll maybe start with, like, a small story. And I think after meditating on this passage um, over the last little while, um, how it kind of manifested and changed. My behavior and how I thought of God was kind of found in one moment, and um, I had had a really hard week, and I had been spending a lot of time in prayer um, and just asking, seeking the Lord a lot. And I think after reading this passage, um, in that moment, I could have chose to get some sleep um, to kind of restore my body, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling physically better. I could have chose to call up a friend and vent or talk or whatever, Um, but after kind of dwelling on this passage every day, it really just led me to turn on some worship music and like sing for joy. Mm, Wow. Um, And I just stood in my kitchen alone and listened to some music alone and sung at the top of my lungs. So I'm not ever really alone in my house. We live with lots of other people in our small house. I'm never really alone, but um, it just really made me sing for joy because I think this passage truly reminded me of who God is um, and how like, oh like how intimate that relationship is yeah. and how he's so in every inner working of our lives and every moment and every trial and every joy and mm-hmm. so i literally just got to sing for joy even though i was not feeling joyful prior to it um, um but he brought me there because he's yeah he's just he's a good he's a good dad right
0: yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah I so mean. give us a sample of your song.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not going to happen. You're singing
0: around other people There's Why? no, there's doors
1: closed. Okay. No, <laughs> that's all for Adam. Adam can keep that.
0: We'll sit here and yeah. wait until she fucks <laughs> up the courage. No, um, I love that because, well, joy is a production of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. It's a food of the spirit. It's yeah. love, joy, peace, patience, you know, and all, all those. Mm-hmm. And joy is not term- determined by your circumstances Absolutely. or dictated by your circumstances. So you had... Other things going on, external things, internal things, and yet the joy of the spirit yep. was with you and in you mm-hmm. and produced out of you. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. people like other people are in the house and they Oh yeah, they, they sense, don't get a choice. <laughs> yeah, they just said something going on. So <laughs> I I love that and the intimacy, of the father, is so key in here. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why he starts off with 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 this, my little children. Yep. I'm writing these things to you mm-hmm. that you may not sin. Yep. And sin. Every time we sin, if we're living in sin, that just separates us further and further mm-hmm. away from the intimacy of the Lord. And he's like, I'm here for you. My arms are open. Mm-hmm. Come, come here. And we're, and and sin pushes us further and further away. Yep. And and so yeah, intimacy for sure is all over this. Mm-hmm. And if you got, if you get nothing else today from this passage, yeah. remember the intimacy of the father. Yeah. It's, it's so key to, yeah. I mean, how we live. It it's is. It's so key to one their lifestyle. Yeah.
1: And a little, little part of that, um, that I think brings in that intimacy is in that first sentence alone, he tells us who we are before he tells us what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think so often we focus on the, what to do.
0: So what good. do I do? What do I do to
1: get your intimacy? And, Like, it's nothing. He already told us who we are. We're his little children. And then he tells us what to do. And it's the, so that you may not sin. Like, I don't want you to sin, Mm -hmm. my child, right? But if we don't know who we are, that do not sin is sometimes received as harsh or, I mean, all the things that you mentioned before. Like, Mm -hmm. we just receive in pride and we receive in, yeah, yeah, with all of our walls up. And so, yeah, that that intimacy is key. It
0: sounds like very familiar to something that you should all know discovering identity <laughs> in Christ and then discovering destiny in Christ. Mm-hmm. There's an ordering there, oh, right? So, yeah. It's like who you are is first, yeah. is a foundation, and you, and you operate out of that identity. When yeah. you mix those up, yeah. yes, you're, you're exactly right. If it's, oh, I sh- do not sin is, is here. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I live a life of condemnation because I yeah. can't not do that. that. The law shows me that I can't do that. Absolutely, It shows me that I needed grace, that I needed my identity in Christ. These things have to be like this. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. I love that. Um, all right, what else What else you got?
1: Yeah, um, I think as I read through it to kind of move down a little bit in the passage, um, there's like a bunch of key things that he pointed out on yeah. who, who Jesus is, like who is he? And I think if we're learning about him as our model, it's mm-hmm. important to know, well, who is he really? And we can't just know about him. We have to like know him. Um, and I mean, he kind of starts starts right at the beginning. And I think, um, so I'm just,
0: yeah, yeah. name those things. But if
1: anyone does not sin, we have an advocate with mm-hmm. the father. So someone He's, who
0: fights for us, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's huge. Like there's so much in that. Like m- maybe many of us didn't have a father or even a friend that like fought for us. And maybe we don't fully understand or realize what that looks like. But like an advocate is a huge huge relief for us, I think in our walk with God. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, advocate was the first thing and, um, kind of moves down and it's Jesus Christ, the righteous right after that advocate Mm -hmm. with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He, he confirms that he is righteous. He's right standing with God. He's perfect and holy. And that means his love is perfect. Um, and what he gives us is perfect. Um, and when we we approach him with our imperfection, he's still perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of the, the next one. And then, um, kind of goes down a little bit and it's very kind of one right after the other. He is the propitiation for our sins. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like you've talked about that in past sermons. Um,
0: yeah. That's a million dollar theological <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah it's um, <clears throat> I mean, Jesus for, but, so we don't go too deep into it. basically, Jesus takes it all on our behalf, yeah. right? It, this word also has to do with with God's wrath and, and Jesus taking that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus takes it all for us. Mm-hmm. And he, I love how that's paired with advocate here and righteous because mm-hmm. righteousness is, it's essentially putting us in a right standing before God. Mm-hmm. And we're only that way because we're in Jesus Christ, the righteous. Yeah. Yeah. And also that this has nothing to do with anything really. Well, it does, but... Jesus Christ, the righteous, reminds me of a royal title, like a royal name. Mm-hmm. You know, like you'd say, um, uh, "This is from Gladiator." <laughs> the movie. Oh no! Um, uh, the Joaquin Phoenix's character—I can't remember his name—like Com- Commodus. He says, "Commodus, the Merciful." Yeah,
1: known. yeah, yeah. That and title. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. this is
0: like Christ's title as King of Kings. He's the righteous. Mm-hmm and and then just the advocate language paired with all that in the propitiation is Mm -hmm. is just so beautiful and you see here not just ours only but for the sins of the entire world
1: yeah like everybody and it it, like i hope when we read that we like see this like intimate like we still remember that intimacy as we like go through these Mm -hmm. things because some of these things can seem so far away like we put righteous and propitiation and like those things aren't maybe words that we use on a super regular basis, yeah. but it's still coming from this place of like such deep intimacy. Right. And yeah. so I don't, yeah.
0: Uh, that's so good, Emily, like grounding us back into the intimacy of the father, mm-hmm. um, you know, my little children. I mean, and then he, he calls him the father here mm-hmm. and it's like, yes, like those words can, can make it seem so, um, Grand, which is Mm -hmm. which it is, but also so transcendent, Mm -hmm. uh, which God is. Mm -hmm. But He's that, and He's so intimate Mm -hmm. and imminent in our lives. Yeah, Yeah, so good.
1: Yeah, and then um, I think the next part was, and by this we know that we have come to know Him. Mm -hmm. And I immediately was like, oh, He's so knowable, and it's so easy, it's so easy to put God like so far from us, and He's this unknowable untouchable, far away thing. And mm-hmm. by this, we can know him. Like, it just reminds me of like the union in a marriage, right? Like we can really know yeah. one another. Um, and so that one really, that one stood out a lot for me as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's, it's an experiential knowledge, yeah. right? It's not just reading black words on white pages in a mm-hmm. book. It's not just hearing a religion. It's an experiential we talk about this this week, a mystical experience with the Lord, right? It's, it's experiencing him in your day to day and walking in step with the spirit. Mm -hmm. And, and what about this? He says, Mm -hmm. so by this that we've come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, well, we have to look like him and do what he says Mm -hmm if we're to know him Mm -hmm. and what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah i mean i think without without the context of intimacy most of us don't want to hear that Mm. um i think that's what i think it's so easy if you're in the wrong place to hear that and just be like you know put your hand up and Mm. and refuse it but if if we're really understanding that jesus got down in the nitty-gritty of our lives to be our propitiation that he like shed blood and died for our sins and that he's knowable and intimate and if we include all these other things that statement is something that should i mean truly be a desire for us mm-hmm. and not something that we fight against or i don't want to do or that right. seems burdensome um, it's just a relationship with a perfect father like on this earth if we had perfect dads um you know a dad just saying like oh i'd love for you to clean your room is said totally in love and accepted and received with love. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to this like fighting if if it's if it's not a real intimate right. relationship,
0: I guess. So and it's yeah, exactly right. And it's coming after the things that you already pointed out, mm-hmm. which shows us well, why wouldn't we exactly keep his commandments? Mm-hmm. Like he's our advocate, he's taking care of our sins and our failures, he's he's the righteous one, he's he's perfectly yep. good, he's a yep. perfect He's a perfect model. And so why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. And I think about kids, like if, if Emerson and Reagan never did anything I asked them to do, our relationship would be totally different than it is now. It wouldn't Absolutely. be intimate. They, have, they would have distanced themselves from me. Yeah. Um, and, and so for us with the father and with the son, keeping those commandments is mm-hmm. key to walking and step with the spirit and, and maintaining that intimacy. Yeah. And then he goes on, he says in, mm-hmm. in verse four, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his mm-hmm. commandments is a liar, because he, he's saying, well, you can't, you can't know him if you don't do what he says yeah. is best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is not in him, but whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is is perfected, is mm-hmm. made whole, is complete. Yeah. Any thoughts on, on those on those two?
1: Um I mean I think
0: sorry to finish yeah. it. By this yeah. we may know that we're in him. Yeah. And then he goes on. Um uh, but yeah, let's let's just pause there for a second. Yeah. Um yeah we just talked about some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and that's hard. That's if your wall's already up and you get to this yeah. Yeah, it's there's there's no there's no hope for you.
1: <laughs> it's hard. It's gonna um, be hard truth. Yeah,
0: you have to open yourself up to being his, yeah. his little children. Yeah. and then say, I'd say, well, okay. How am I keeping his commandments? That would be the first question I'd ask myself. Yeah, am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, do I trust? Do I trust God that He is these things? Mm-hmm. That He is my advocate. I mean, how how big is it for someone? to speak on your behalf so you don't have to defend yourself Mm -hmm. and that's what what jesus is doing Mm -hmm. right and then to take away our sin and our failures yeah um and to set us on the right path and so if we don't keep his commandments he says you're just a liar the truth isn't in us and i won't go into the truth yet because we're going to do that in a couple of weeks actually um but then he says by this we may know that we are in him yeah. so if it wasn't clear already he's gonna make it clear mm-hmm. whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walks
1: yep yeah. yeah I think that goes right into the last part of Jesus is like he's our model and that's like the word for this week right mm-hmm. um, he's our model we get we get to walk we get to walk how he walked as follows the father and it's just yeah it's a it's such an awesome passage to just know who he is in every way and that we have the model for it so we don't need to wonder too much what we should do next it's just so simple it's just follow follow what he's already done right
0: yeah yeah and we talked about model earlier and how um like a like a model airplane is a smaller model is a smaller model a a replica of the bigger thing yeah well, Christian means that it means little Christ, mm-hmm. and it used to be used. It started being used back in Acts uh, in a derogatory fashion, like "Oh, you guys are just little little Christ." But they took it on as an endearing term. Mm-hmm. The early Christians did, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we call that today. We're to be little models of this magnificent King of Kings, Lord of Lords.
1: Yeah,
0: and and the key is abiding in him Mm -hmm. now we're going to see this language throughout the book of first john so we won't dive completely deep into it um but let's talk about that just kind of set us up for the next couple of Mm -hmm. weeks um what do you think of when you think of abiding
1: oh i mean it yeah abide in yeah abide in him as he is in me what is what is that
0: yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yep. It's John, John, John 15.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, immediately that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, just in full togetherness with. And actually the first thing that um, popped into my head when I first read that word is um, grafting. So when you graft a tree to another tree um, and it can produce a whole nother kind of fruit mm-hmm. um, from that. And it just reminded me of this like fully in inward togetherness i guess yeah um, and i had that kind of illustration in in that grafting in kind of a
0: yeah picture yeah yeah can you talk about that a little bit more because yeah. john 15 is a vine and the branches passage yeah. where he says abide in abide in me um and so you've been doing a little bit <laughs> of farming and yeah. growing Grow, things growing stuff. and yeah and so talk about how yeah. that has really enhanced your understanding yeah. of the scriptures and, and then yeah. when you think of it, abiding and grafting yeah. how that It helps just give you this visual, amazing picture of what what this is talking about. Sure,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think over, to give some background, is like over the summer, Adam and I started gardening and farming like on a whole nother level. Like we've never really grown anything. Um, And we've we've
0: benefited from it, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cherry tomatoes for eternity. Um, Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah, but we've been going on this new venture. We have no experience in kind of growing food prior to this year, really. Um, and it's definitely like opened up my eyes to scripture because I think for all of human history, we've like grown our own food and only as of recently, I think we've kind of, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, centralized all of our things and we shop all at the same grocery store from all the same farms. And
0: And you asked a kid today, where does food come from?
1: (laughs) Yeah. the, The grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, La Blas. Yep. Um, and so it's really like opened up my eyes and I definitely have a bit of a lens as I read scripture right now that. Is influenced by what we've been doing all summer, um, but it's 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 just so beautiful when you really understand because there's so much illustration um, throughout Scripture that uses growing, mm-hmm. um, farming, sowing seeds, like all those words are super common words throughout yeah. Scripture and they're used all throughout. And if you've never actually grown a plant from seed, um, it might be hard to understand the toil that it really can take or the ease that it really is to like produce mm-hmm. fruit or all of these different things. Um, there's just so many elements that um, have been illuminated because of our experience this summer. Um, that would be my, like, honestly, everybody should grow something at some point, just try. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think it really does bring light into scripture all throughout because it is, it is a topic that's like all throughout scripture. And so even though yeah. abide is not inherently um, a farming or gardening terminology, I think it just, my lens these days is, is that lens. And it's just this, like this closeness and this intimacy and this togetherness that it's really hard to separate
0: Mm -hmm. or maybe impossible. Yeah. 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 I I think it is impossible. And uh, this word abide, uh, we definitely associate it with that because Jesus uses it in John 15 um, with the vine and the branches. Um, But when you think about just the word abide, like, when I was reading this, I was like, what does that mean, yeah. actually? Yeah. And I thought, well, how do we use that word? How is that word used? Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, just in my thoughts, the most common way it's used is, like, are you a law-abiding citizen?
1: Yeah, that's probably like, the do most common. you abide
0: common. by the law? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I can't think of other...
1: Everyday examples. Yeah, no. context.
0: So when I started <clears throat> thinking about that, it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, it means I follow that closely I'm in step with that I'm yeah. um, uh, it doesn't mean I'm living in it necessarily right and I think sometimes abiding and dwelling get confused with one sure. another um, but it means i'm I'm doing everything with that thing in mind yeah and and so here when he says by this we may know that we are in him mm-hmm. so we're already in him uh, Verse 6, whoever says he abides in him, you know, ought to walk in the same way in which he walks. So it's yeah. this moving forward. And I think that's so key for the mm. one other lifestyle, for the Christian faith, for the community of faith is, is there is a forward movement that is happening. Yeah. Um, and we don't have time to get into all that. Probably shouldn't have even brought that up at the end here. <laughs> Um, but actually we are going to deal with it next time. Yeah. So, because, uh, yeah, there's something really key and important there to walking with Jesus. Yeah. And we call it a walk of faith, for instance, not a sit, a sit, a faith.
1: faith, Yeah. Or (laughs) a nap, a nap (laughs) nap of of faith, faith. a laying down. Um,
0: Uh. And so there's something key there that we'll pick up next time. But, This has been, yeah, hopefully intimacy is what you get from this. Yeah. like um, we want to be God's children. Yeah. Right? That's that's how we know the Father, which we're gonna talk about next week. I'm jumping the gun here. Stop. Um But I love this imagery that you left us with, yeah. with uh, grafting in with the, the plants and the vine and the branches. I think for us as a church, we wanna be a people. A community of faith who doesn't just do that internally. Yeah. We want to do that to the world to show them what a little Christ looks like, to show them that Christians love in a certain way and in a different way, that Christians serve in a different way, okay. that Christians, that, that Christians, um, uh, that our good deeds, like Peter says, when they see them, they'll glorify God. And so we want to be a people who represents that well in our city. And I hope that you see that that all stems from your identity in Christ as you're intimately abiding in him. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this beautiful passage. And uh, may we just continue to humble ourselves before you, learning from you, abiding in you, walking with you, and just trusting in all the things that you are and that you've done and that you will do. And so, Jesus, we love you. We trust you. And I pray this blessing over our church in your name. Amen.